Good morning, welcome to your Friday the 30th of July, an exciting week has gone past uh, with of course the Olympics underway, we're pretty much halfway through um, the events now as I welcome in Jay and Jack, uh, welcome back to the sports desk uh, as we get out of some restrictions which is good. Yes, wing Sam, it is good to have some uh, movement going around in Melbourne. So uh, it's also good to get some sport. Hopefully in a couple of weeks, we're going to get crowds as well. Um, Hopefully. I've seen um, the AFL have been discussing, well, I think it's Eddie Maguire and whoever wants to have their go at creating a master plan uh, for the AFL to exit COVID and hopefully have a crowd by the grand final. But I just, I just, uh, I don't know if it's likely... Um, and I think the opinion the other way, uh, if we couldn't have it at MCG, we'd love to have it Optus, um, but probably they're more worried about um, the snap lockdown. If, for say, they planned it to over there and they pretty much shut the borders straight away. So it'd be an interesting turn of events to see uh, how that how that progresses. But in an ideal world, I think we'd want it here with 100,000 at the G if we could. 100%. But yeah, Eddie's idea of it, I think ambitious i'd say i don't think it would happen yep jack what are your thoughts on it i agree i think if it has to be anywhere else it should be optus um it'd be interesting to see i guess it's something we can't really look at right now given how um to and fro the COVID has been hasn't it i mean four weeks ago we thought we were all fine and clear then we suddenly went into a snap lockdown and we're back to here again so it's all just um what's the word it's very um temporary every situation that's occurring right now it's um we're just gonna have to wait and see i think it's gonna be one of those things that's gonna be last minute yep and an exciting um hopefully we can maybe watch we can't go over to each other's house houses yet but uh uh, we could probably go down the pub or 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 somewhere maybe fed square i think is showing a few of the australian events on the big screen uh which is good um so also in the news uh with covid uh a few Members of the athletic teams uh, were ordered to go into the isolation, including the Australians. Uh, the United States pole vaulter Sam Kendricks tested positive and was ruled out of the Olympics. So a big, big scare there, but uh, it's all clear to go underway for the athletics today, uh, which is another big thing we're going to get into talking about. Um, but plenty, plenty of stuff to come. We've got two segments coming up with everything Olympics. So definitely, definitely a lot to cover so that's going to have a heavy, sorry, have a heavy feature on uh, today's show. So we're going to get to our first track this morning, uh, and then we'll come back and talk about the Boomers first off, uh, right here on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. If I were you on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning, and straight into basketball. And plenty of basketball. Uh, it's been exciting. Uh, great to see the Boomers uh, play. Um, the Australian team as a whole. Um, totally love the game style of um, world, you know, international basketball. I feel like it's a totally different game to the NBA. Uh, it's a lot more fast-paced um, and barely any stoppages, really. Uh, apart from a couple of timeouts and stuff. So it's really end-to-end and really endurance-based. So good to see an exciting form of the game, which uh, US, the United States have been struggling with early on. Uh, but uh, how do you see uh, the latest Boomers game? I'll just give you the two results of the two games that we played already uh, as of recording. And that is we played Nigeria in the first game. 
84 uh, to 67, got that one done. And then the second game, we played Italy, very tight game, three points. Jay, how'd you see the two matches? Yeah, the one against uh, Nigeria was uh, it's interesting at the start, I guess. They weren't, Nigeria starting to light them up early and then um, they started to pull away, which was great. So they won by 17 in the end. So, um, yeah, it wasn't that convincing game, but they got done in that one and Paddy was beating that one as well. Um, second game against Italy uh, the other night, that was, uh, that was a close one. They really challenged there and stood up when it mattered. Paddy didn't have a great night, and that just meant other guys had to step up. We saw um, we saw uh, Baines go down. Baines. They got 14. I think Kay got 15. Langdale got 18. So we had contributors across the board, um, which is great to see for us. Um, yeah. Fireball as well. Um, doesn't get big points or anything, but I'm just liking his energy at the moment. Fireball, he's a young player that's got a good future ahead of him. Um, Couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more with you, Jay. Um, I mean, it's great teamwork, isn't it? Our depth on the bench is awesome. It's good to see um, some of these NBL boys um, get some recognition they deserve on the big stage. Um, it's just great to watch. And it just proves that our FIBA, the FIBA rules are definitely built around team play more than individual skills. Um, yeah. No garbage fouls. Um, yeah, you're right about the stoppages, Sam. It's so much quicker pace, so much... I mean, it's just it's much better product to watch sometimes, isn't it, really? Um and clearly some countries adapt well to this. Um, a lot of the European teams over the past 20 years have just been awesome at it. And um, we're finally seeing cracks in the United States um, game plan. Yeah. Um, it, uh, is the super team over if they don't win the gold this year? It'll be very interesting chatting um, over the next few months about it. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because I, I feel like this is, should be a wake-up call to them and maybe the NBA because... As we're saying, this international game feels like a better product. It, I don't know. Maybe this is an outrageous statement by me because I probably don't watch the NBA as much as most. But uh, I'd probably say I'd rather watch this if I could only choose between one. I'd rather Oof. watch the international game if I could only choose that's one or the other. That's <laughs> a that's a big big call to make. Um, <laughs> I think I think both have their merits. I think um, the NBA can be a very awesome spe- spectacle sometimes, but this is just good old-fashioned basketball, isn't it? Um, you can't you can't draw fouls here. It's just, you know, it's best team wins, not best man wins. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I love about it. Mm. No iron team. Exactly right. How do you feel about um, <laughs> Luka Doncic, Jay? Yeah, well, we've already seen that big, what was it, 48 points in the other game. Um, that was an Olympic record, I think. And then, again, I think yesterday as well, he just dropped another, how many was it? 25 points, seven boards, seven assists, two steals, two blocks in 25 minutes. It is uh, just awesome. So he's, it just shows even outside the NBA, he's just still dominating. It's uh, great to see on the on the big stage, in the international stage. Um, but, I mean, that Slovenia team does, <laughs> as we were saying, that you know, teams... Rely on a lot of individuals. I mean, they really rely on Luke having a good game. Otherwise, they're not gonna be pretty Absolutely do. Um, who do you, who do you like for um, who do you like for the gold this year, Joe? Do you still think USA got it? Not with the way they're playing. Um, like the team's pretty good. Like you still got like Levine, Lillard, Durant. Um, we we, we can't deny they're a team of superstars. Absolutely, superstars everywhere. It's just they're not producing. As much as I guess people would have thought, yeah. I, think, I think they're just going to have to play themselves into form and adapt pretty well. And I think uh, teams that can adapt themselves pretty fast, uh, are usually the most successful ones. We'll quickly take a look at the other couple of results, as you mentioned, Jay Slovenia one sixteen uh, over Japan eighty one. France defeated the Czech Republic ninety seven to seventy seven. Of course, Australia three points over at Italy, eighty-six to eighty-three. The United States, after their first disappointing uh, performance, uh, defeated Iran, uh, one twenty to sixty-six. Germany over Nigeria, ninety-nine to uh, ninety-two. Spain over Japan, eighty-eight to seventy-seven. Uh, Slovenia and Argentina was a high-scoring one, one eighteen to one hundred. And uh, that game, that France defeating US in their first game. 
83 to 76. So ex- exciting to see how some of the groups. Um, we'll have to see the, the games for this weekend, though. Um, kicking off today uh, at 10 p.m. Um, just checking because these might be the incorrect times. Uh, if you're looking on Google, uh, they're listing uh, the uh, sports under Japanese time, which has confused a lot of people. Uh, so I do believe Spain and Argentina play tonight. Uh, Iran and France play on Saturday. Italy and Nigeria as well. Uh, Saturday night, Australia and Germany play. Uh, the US take on the Czech Republic. Uh, Argentina and Japan on Sunday. Uh, and Spain and Slovenia. So what do you what do you think taking on Germany, their recent results over Nigeria? Uh, and they went down to Italy by 10. So one of those in, in and around European sides? Um, I think um, Australia will play it smart. They're, they're safe. They'll make it through the quarterfinals of Australia. So um, I think they'll um, play it safe and they'll... Um, play some youngsters they'll get they want to as you said before they want to work some players into form like the usa team um patty mills will be hoping for a big bounce back um i think we'll walk away with that one easily um and then the quarterfinals and like oh, let's be honest over recent events australia has no issues making it through the group stage it's just when we get to the, the finals the semis really and the quarterfinals where everything goes pear-shaped for us joe yeah, I agree. I think that's that's the big one. Once we get to the quarters, it's can they hold their own? Or they've been playing better than Team USA and all of the, the big teams, so it's just where they can mm-hmm. maintain that to the big games. Uh, be interesting in the uh, quarterfinals. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see. I'll finish it off on Saturday. So look forward to Australia and Germany on Saturday night, and we flip over to the other. Uh, ball sport, uh, football. And heartbreak for the Ollie Roos. Uh, really disappointing uh, to get on the hype after the Argentina game. Um, being absolutely excited and were pretty optimistic in what we might see uh, with an easy finish to gr- uh, to the group with Egypt. Uh, and that suddenly became a much harder task than what was supposed to be. Uh, a few results uh, from those few early ruse games. Yeah, so Australia beating Argentina 2-0 first up uh, and then uh, taking on Spain, which was a difficult game. Uh, was much more, I, th- I think we held off Spain pretty well, but it was definitely wasn't uh, in the same vein as uh, the first game. And then totally disappointed. Uh, the three players that we lost due to the uh, yellow card suspensions, I think really did some damage. The team had to get, do a bit of a reshuffle uh, and we just weren't prepared for what Egypt would bring to the table and pretty played pretty defensively in that first half, uh, which probably... Gave them a bit of confidence, Egypt, uh, for the second half. And unfortunately, we are out of the men's group, which is sad to see. Joe, what was your initial reactions over the few games? Yeah, well, particularly that Egypt game, you know, we just needed a draw to make it. And, they, um, yeah, as you said, that first half, they played very defensively, which was shocked a lot of people, I'm sure. They, they wanted to play for a draw, it seemed like. And then the second half, they came out all guns blazing, looked like they were really wanting to get. And then Egypt just got a couple cheeky goals to stuff us up, I guess, which is disappointing. Um, mm. A lot of time wasting as well by Egypt. I'm not saying that was a reason we lost, but it, they did do that. Really didn't like the the goalkeeper. No, <laughs> I'm the not goal- going to lie. He was really good. He got some <laughs> really crucial saves. I'll give him that. But, geez, he went down for a long time. Yeah. Like, Two or three minutes, he was on really bad in the corner. Um, just stuffs around a bit. You know. They they got um, they got no chance against Brazil, I think, in the quarters. But no, and that's who we would have faced anyway. But it would yeah, been, it would have been nice to face them. It's a challenge that even if we'd lost against Brazil, we'd 
that's a good challenge for the so yeah. young team. Jack, what was your thoughts on the game? I mean, it's just a shame, isn't it? We were um, all riding on their backs, weren't we? We were excited for um, a red hot crack this time, and um, it's just come crumbling down. Um, it's our own fault, really, isn't it? Um, we should have probably at least drawn that game. Um, and you're right about the defensive play. It was hard to watch some of it in the first half, honestly. It was a bit of a slog to get through. But that's the way sports is. Sometimes it doesn't go our way and we just have to move on. We can always follow the, the women's. I mean, they're still through, which will be yeah. awesome to see. Yes, yes. No, we will get to them, the Matildas. Uh, but a few of the other results, or, although I found this one a bit embarrassing, New Zealand is still in the competition. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, their their group was Honduras and uh, Romania. Um, no offense to those two countries, but <laughs> a lot easier uh, battle than Spain Argentina. Uh, so unfortunately for the the Oli Roos, but I just I'm just it makes me think that uh, uh, these teams, especially the young teams, uh, we don't play as much as probably the European side. So. Hopefully it brings to light more games for, for Australian uh, Australian men's teams and women because uh, I really love seeing it every time it comes around. We shouldn't have to wait to the Olympics to see them get regular play, especially if we're going to play in competitive competitions all the time. We're always at a d- disadvantage being so far away, so hopefully uh, we can see more Socceroos, Ollie Roos and Matilda's games. Uh, and a few other, other results. Um, so New Zealand bet South Korea 1-0 in their group. Uh, the Ivory Coast defeated Saudi Arabia. They're looking like they're going to go through Mexico. Uh, defeated France 4-1. France, France, I think, are out as well, as well as Germany. So there's a few other uh, surprise upsets in the men's group. But uh, I think Brazil, uh, as we said, uh, pretty much standing out. Rich Allison is getting a hat-trick in almost every game. So <laughs> uh, they're probably going to be the ones to go through go through all the way unless it's some surprise upset um which we always love to see in these cup competitions so the semi-finals uh sorry quarterfinals they begin with spain uh and the ivory coast which it's in that french quarter oh, i'm not even gonna th- <laughs> if we can find because that's how it's written and i should be saying it that way but i'm not sure how uh, so that's saturday uh, Brazil and Egypt, Japan play New Zealand, South Korea and Mexico. So a few interesting games. Uh, and um, yes, no, I just I couldn't agree with you more. And um, by the way, it's um, Cote d'Ivoire is how you pronounce that country. Um, I didn't do also... French at school. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. There's some interesting games. I'm particularly interested to see the South Korea Mexico game. I think. Um, I mean, I was. Um, we all knew they were going to be competitive, but I'm quite surprised how well they're doing. Yeah, nice to see Mexico up and about. South Korea, an interesting one. A few of these uh, quarterfinals might brew some upsets. Uh, and I might chip, chip just Japan over the uh, New Zealand as the home nation yeah, so of the I. tournament. Yeah, I think that Japan, hopefully, for their sake, can get going. Um, yeah, I mean, the Brazil-Egypt game, I mean, it should be one side, but you just never know. You know, Egypt might just play really defensively and just try and hope one little slither just gets them through. But I, I don't think so. Clear win. I don't think so. I think um, that's a clear win for Brazil there. Yep. It should be. It should be. But, you know, yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, Spain, Ivory Coast. I mean, that should be, again, Spain should get up on that one. And then, yeah, as you said, uh, Jack, I think South Korea, Mexico, that'll be a good game. Um, yeah, even much, I reckon. Never know, could go over time, see how it goes. The women's side Hopefully. of things, the Matildas face Great Britain uh, tomorrow, uh, tonight, uh, and Canada play Brazil, Sweden play Japan, and the Netherlands play the US. Uh, tough old game against uh, the US the other night, nil-nil. Nil-nil. Uh, it was really, really tough to see, uh, and I was actually pretty disappointed towards the end because... I don't know, some teams can kind of hide that they're playing for the draw, but this was just the pass back from one player ways, wasn't it? Yeah. to the back, to back to the same player. It, it was almost like the Simpson joke uh, about soccer. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen that clip. Um, 
So that was a bit annoying to see, to be fair. Uh, but the other games have been really good. Sweden's game against uh, the Matildas too. Wow, Sweden are a scary team. Um, if I was going to pick a team to go through, I haven't seen too many of the other teams play, but uh, the way Sweden went about the game the other day was was pretty crazy. Yeah, their firepower on that attack is just ridiculous. I mean, they scored nine goals in the three games. They play only conceded two. So they're just an all-round built machine. I think uh, Japan would have a big challenge on their hands. Um, Australia, obviously, the big one tonight um, against Greg Bruden. That's going to be a big test for the uh, the girls, but I'm sure they're up for it. They, they'll definitely have a lot to learn from the, the draw against the US, try and work out some things, and hopefully can come up good. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Good going. I don't think um, until the side's made the semifinals yet history no this is i think no, pretty no, sure i think you're right so um so then. i mean yep. this is our, definitely our best chance we've had in a long 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 time so um i think now that the men are out i think we should absolutely get on board with the matildas and hopefully they can uh, bring some bring home some medals yep yep and i, I think definitely would like to see in more attacking game style uh quarterfinals and finals absolutely. themselves need to be attacking games i think you're going to attack to win. Yep. When we come back, more Olympics, uh, plenty of medals. Uh, we haven't even got to the medals that the Australians uh, have won so far in this competition. So exciting to get to it. Absolutely loved all the Olympics uh, this week. have been glued to the TV screen and 7 Plus. So exciting. Uh, we'll roll on to it uh, when we come back. Uh, but right now, a new one from Jungle. This is Truth. On the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Truth Jungle on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And we're going to get to the second half of our Olympics coverage. And we've not even mentioned the amazing achievements of our Australian Olympics team so far. Uh, And it's just been a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to watch uh, and enjoy the amazing efforts that all the Australians have done so far. Jack... We'll start off with you. What have been your favourite moments from some of the Aussies uh, so um, far? Well, it has to be the swimming, doesn't it? Um, I mean, we're just so dominant every year, and it's just awesome to watch. I'm, I'm absolutely loving um, Brandon Smith. He was awesome, wasn't he? Um, winning his medal in yep. the swimming, a very young boy. Um, it's always good when the um, the young new, the new new members of the team always come out and do well their first Olympics. It's something to get really behind, isn't it? Yep. Jay, what about you? Yeah, agree with Jack. The swimming's been really good. Obviously, Titmus, big dance yes. for her. Getting a Huge. couple gold medals around her neck, um, which is what you love to see. I saw Fox today, uh, sorry, yesterday, uh, in the canoeing, the C1 canoeing, win her first gold medal. Uh, she's the world champion for Australia and just hadn't got that medal yet. So, finally got that around her neck, so good on her. And then, yeah, I've just been loving watching... Uh, few other guys, younger boys in the swimming as well. Um, and we've still got plenty of medals to come, which is great to see. Yep. Absolutely. In the total tally, uh, we sit fourth uh, on 20 overall medals. Japan's in third as the host nation on 22 medals. 37 for the United States and China leading uh, on 29. Uh, and it was good. We'll go through Caleb McEwen. That was a great moment. Um, her race winning the 100 metres backstroke uh, and then her s- subsequently doing the Aussie thing and swearing on TV, <laughs> which yeah, we love to awesome see. That was an awesome moment, wasn't it? Wow, wow, that was so good to watch. Um, it's always good when you get genuine reactions from our athletes. I mean, some of them are so censored these days. It was just awesome to see a genuine human reaction from a, um, a person who has been had it tough for the past 12 months and it's just awesome, you know? Good for her. Yes, definitely. The Australian swimming team overall won the 4x100-metre freestyle relay. And as you mentioned, Titmus uh, winning the 400-metre freestyle and 200-metre freestyle. Uh, Fantastic effort. The men's rowing team, the men's four rowing and the women's four rowing, both win gold. Uh, Great to have both men and women winning that. Uh, Silver silver medalists... uh, Jack McLaughlin, the swimming the men's 400 freestyle. 
Uh, also today, I don't have it on the, the sheet here, but he's got a crazy name. See if we can test your memory. Crazy name, an Aussie? Yeah, Basil Zemplis was making jokes about it. <laughs> oh, I'm assuming it's Double T Cook then. Stubble T Cook. Oh, no. Isaac. <laughs> I don't know why it's not written here. I'm not sure this list. Yeah. Well, anyway, he won a gold medal today. Which, which event was that? That was the... Breaststroke. The 200-meter breaststroke. 200-meter breaststroke. They won gold. Silver. As I said, Mick Lachlan there. On to the bronze medalists. Owen Wright uh, in surfing. Uh, the Australian men's team, 4x100 freestyle relay. Got the bronze. Four by 200 metres freestyle relay uh, as well. Brendan Smith. I just said that twice. <laughs> Brendan Smith uh, winning the men's four. Uh, sorry. Coming third in the 400 metre individual medley. Uh, McEwen in the 100 metre butterfly for the bronze. Jessica Fox. Uh, and Did she win gold today as well? Yeah, Fox. Yeah, she did in the canoe sailing yeah. yesterday. Okay, this website <laughs> is not good. Rowan Dennis, uh, the cycling time trial. Oh my God, some of the cycling that I've seen, so intense, and especially the time Amazing, trial, nail biting towards the end. Tremendous effort. Uh, I probably couldn't even do a two kilometer time trial. Yeah. Um, the rowing, men's quadruple skulls, and the women's quadruple skulls. Uh, so, as of recording and as of that list, those are the gold medalists for Australia, and it doesn't. I, I think a lot of athletes put a lot of pressure on, them, on themselves to get a gold medal, like we saw. Um, uh, forgotten her name, but the Australian women's boxer. She was really upset with herself that she didn't uh, win. But I think, I think just being able to compete and represent your country uh, is an amazing thing in itself. Whether you come back with a medal or not. Um, uh, it's just a tremendous effort to be on the world stage representing your country uh, and that's an achievement in itself so don't get too hard <laughs> a dumb by on yourself if you don't come back with a medal because couldn't agree more Sam that, um, yeah. that's so true I mean at the end of the day you are for the rest of your life you are an Olympian who has represented their country um, you mentioned Sky Nicholson the boxer who broke down after um, losing um, don't I don't understand the being too hard on yourself. You are one of the best in the world at what you do, and you should be immensely proud of that. Yep. And we look at this schedule. Um, Here we go. Kicking off today. Now, two events are already live. Uh, the men's rowing and the... Oh, no. I've got oh, men's gold something. <laughs> in this rush to get the show together. Oh, I need to find that. Jay, if you can find that for me, the event, that's eight. Oh, don't worry. Flick the TV on. You'll see it. Um, the equestrian begin. <laughs> oh, no. The, the wheels are coming off this show. Um, equestrian begins 9.30, so around now. Uh, the athletics track and field begins today. Oh, my God. I'm being so excited for the track and field. Uh, 10 a.m., the women's 100 metres that's the first event from the athletics today, kicking off from there. Uh, women shooting from 10 a.m. The Hockey Roos play Spain at 11 a.m. The BMX kicks off at 11 a.m. with the men's racing semi-finals. Uh, did you see the crazy footage of the uh, official getting in the way of the, <laughs> the BMX guy straight into him? Oh, uh, unfortunate for him. Just getting in the way. <laughs> did you guys see the, the, the triathlon? The terrible Oh, the boat. Yes, the boat's oh, in the way. Yeah. The How could they get that wrong? Boat. I know, it's just awful. But, um, I mean, they did the right thing. They got everyone back to the line and they um, restarted the event as it should have been done. Um, yep. There's always going to be issues when organising events these large. I mean, there's always an issue with the Olympics, but it's, um, they've, been pretty, they've run pretty well. Everyone's pretty happy with it so far. Swimming begins at 11.30. The women's rugby sevens. Australia plays USA at 11.30 a.m. Gymnastics from 2 p.m. The men's canoe slam. The kayak semi-final at 3 o'clock. Women's 3-meter. Springboard diving at 3 p.m. The sailing from 3 p.m. Uh, God, the sailing's intense. Seen some of that. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Women's beach volleyball. Australia versus the Russian Olympic Committee at 4 p.m. 
Matildas, of course, play Great Britain at 7pm. China versus Australia in the women's basketball at 7pm. 8.50, last event of the day for Australia. Women's water polo, Australia versus Spain. So, plethora of events uh, to get through uh, and continue on throughout the weekend. Uh, exciting. When we come back, uh, there's only four rounds of the AFL uh, and it's going to be an exciting finish to that. Uh, so we're going to get to our next song, The Big Moon here, uh, the song Your Light on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning on Sin. Your Light, The Big Moon on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning on the Sports Desk. And it's time to talk uh, some AFL. <laughs> Round 20, Friday Night Football. Uh, with an interesting blockbuster tonight, St Kilda and Carlton. Uh, do- <laughs> doesn't happen that often, and uh, especially after that last performance, I didn't think Carlton would get another Friday night this century, let alone this season. Um, <laughs> so the Blues, a uh, couple of changes here. In for the Saints, Hunter Clark, Jack Higgins, Tom Highmore, Rowan Marshall uh, in for St Kilda. Out, Oscar Claverino, Nick Coffield, Paul Hunter, Cooper Sharman and Jack Sinclair in for the Blue Boys. The big man, Charles Curnow. Uh, Josh Honey, Harry Mackay, Lockie O'Brien, Eddie Betts out, Matthew Cottrell, Mark Murphy, Sam Petrescu-Seaton and Zach Williams. Uh, Interesting. Uh, I am very, very glad Mr. Charlie is back. Uh, If there any was a gleaming hope of life for me to even look at Carlton... Uh, Charlie Kerno, good to see him back after the probably most disgusting performance I've seen all season uh, against the Roo Boys last weekend. Uh, but um, two years, pretty much, uh, pre-COVID times was when we saw Charlie Kerno last play, uh, right was when he was in some whopper form, and we've missed him in the forward line all year, so good to see him get a run. Uh, now, I can see you, Jack. He, he looks opposed uh, and definitely in an opposite um, support of uh, Charlie Kerno returning here. Uh, yes. Um, it's interesting. Um, four weeks to go, you guys aren't going to make the age, bringing in an injury-prone player to bolster a forward line that doesn't really require bolstering. It's, um, I mean... Well, we could have used him last move. week. The forward line was non-existent without Harry McKayna <laughs> last week. He would have got injured last week, and he's going to get injured tonight. Um, I I don't like this bringing in players, stars of the game, when your season's done and dusted. Um, Paddy Cripps shouldn't be playing again this season. Um, Charlie Kerner shouldn't have been seen to the start of next season. It's it's silliness. Um, why 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 not get him back into some sort of form? He hasn't played. Give him a run. Exactly. And then by he hasn't next year. played. He hasn't played. He should be playing in the VFL. Um, he, he hasn't played at all. Is it really the smartest move to go from zero to 100 with Charlie Kerno? He's played two scratch matches, and um, it's just going to – it'll be very interesting to see how much time he actually spends on the field. Um, you could be losing a spot on the bench here right from the start of the game. If you don't um, injury sub him in, you're going to have three on the bench when he spends half the game just sitting there because he's too injured to play. And – Oh, it's going to be interesting. I hope he um, absolutely blitzes it tonight. I, I really so do. Too. He's going to I turn on so the tap. Too. Yeah, right. Jay, I... what about you? You're being awfully silent. No, no, I was saying you have your bid. That's all right. Um... <laughs> no, no, back me up. Come on. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I agree. I think it's uh, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know how he'll go. <laughs> like, it's, you never know. Some players, they do get injured from coming back from like these sort of games. Some perform really well. Um Kerno's should he be just, playing, Jay? Jay, should he be playing? Uh, no, I don't think he should. Yes, thank you. Thank you got you. Harry Mackay and him there. Will they be able to work together first game? You don't know, Sam. You can't know if they're going to gel straight away. They might take half a season to get going, and they only got four games left. So that's something they'll experiment in the off-season, in the pre-season. But well, I think works. a competitive match... Um... Doesn't match any simulation. This is your best opportunity to put him in and work it out on the fly. Season's done. Give him a crack. Season's done. Rest him to next year. If he gets injured, he... Tomato, tomato. 
it is. It is exactly right. <laughs> you didn't like that one. Oh man, no! Please, please do not put it on the wood. I hope he never gets injured again, or at least not for a long time, because he's been oh, no, been like, through rough. No, no, you, you don't want anyone injured, and that's what the problem. I don't want him injured. I don't want him to play. Okay, well, we'll see how it goes tonight. Uh, <laughs> Carlton always seemed to do the worst possible thing and completely crush my heart, stamp on it, pee on it, and then they'll come out tonight and they'll win the game. It's just the way it goes with the Blue Boys. Uh, Saints under some pressure uh, with a final spot open. Can they handle that pressure? They've only seemed to get some sort of form late in the year uh, after a probably worse start to the season than they had last year. Jay, what are your thoughts on the game? Who do you think? Um, I feel like it'd be a calm game to win because it's such late in the season. But I think St Kilda will get done with the ins they've got back. Yeah, same. There, there's some massive ins there and I think um, St Kilda will walk away with this one. Okay. Sorry again. Sam? No, that's all right. Sam, who do you think? Oh, of course, the Blue Boys. No, Charlie Kerno and Harry to kick at least three each. There we go. Something wild. Oh, <laughs> silliness. We're holding you to that for next week. Oh, I'm in fantasy land, waiting for next year. Okay. Saturday, uh, it's the Western Bulldogs taking on the Adelaide Crows uh, from Mars Stadium. In for the Bulldogs, Josh Dunkley, Easton Wood. Uh, out Taylor, Dorea, Alex Keith, Ed Richards. In for Adelaide, Nick Murray, James Rowe. Out Billy Frampton, David McKay. And Lachlan Scholl. Jay, what was your thoughts on this game? Uh, yeah, well, big win for the Doggies in that game against the D's. Um, to keep out, um, they actually seem to play better in that game when he went out injured. Um, and now they've got Easton Wood coming back. So I think that helps them, I think. And then obviously Dunkley's a big in. And that midfield is going to start to gel. We're on the back end. Trelaw will come back soon. And they'll be looking real good. So should be a comfortable win against Adelaide. Who have, uh, uh, they got the win against Hawthorne. They haven't really taken any magic scouts since that Melbourne game way back. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it'll be a good one. Um, Adelaide seemed to play good three quarters of football, but one quarter just absolutely demolishes them. And whether that's at the start of the game or at the end of the game will be the question we have. I think um, Bulldogs will walk away with this one easily. Sam? Yep, Bulldogs for me as well. Next to North Melbourne and Geelong from Blundstone Arena in Tasmania. In for North Melbourne, Eddie Ford, Jack Mahoney, Robbie Tarrant. Out, Sean Attlee, Ben Cunnington, Taron Thomas and Cameron Zerha. Geelong have Sean Higgins in. Out, Lockie Henderson and Brian Myers. Uh, good win for North. Uh, Sue Valaki having a party. Oh, uh, how good is he? Who's a I, 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 why, why do you have to have a good game that week? I normally really like him, and uh, <laughs> he had to upset me. Uh, but this is all of a sudden, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Leighton, one of these big teams are going to slip up uh, close to the finals, One, maybe the top five, somewhere in there. Uh, and down in Tasmania, North, North are pretty good in Tasmania. Uh, I'm not sure what Geelong's form's down there, but uh, a chance to slip up. Um, so I'm going to still say Geelong, but you never know. Um, I'm going to say Geelong pretty easily. I think this is going to end North's hot streak. Um, Zerha and Cunnington, they're big losses. Actually, yeah, you're right with that. So, um, <laughs> they're huge losses to their game. I mean, Zerha's been amazing in the forward line, and Ben Cunnington's been probably nearly their best player. And um, we know stuff's bigger than football, and we hope Ben gets um, back to playing footy as quick as he can next season. Um, good luck to him, but I think um, Geelong's going to walk away with this one. I think um, that's two big outs that North Melbourne cannot afford if they wanted to win this game. Jay? Yeah, I think even Taron Thomas as well. He had a breakout game last week. Oh, true, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah I think Geelong, them and the Dogs are the front runners at the moment for me in the flag race, so... Just need to keep going if they want to cement themselves. Uh, Suns and the Demons from Metricon Stadium, uh, Saturday afternoon, three ten. 
Uh, ends for the Gold Coast Suns, Jai Farrar, Joel Jeffrey, a debut, Darcy McPherson and Zach Smith out, Rory Atkins, Will Brody, Caleb Graham, Oleg Markov, Isaac Rankin, uh, in for Melbourne, Jake Bowie, a debut, out, Michael Hibbard and James Jordan. Uh, interesting loss against uh, top of the table, Bulldogs and the Suns. Um, been decent in the last couple of weeks. Decent young side, uh, but I think Melbourne have to answer themselves here if they want to finish on the top spot. Only yeah, a few couple of rounds left if they want that top spot. Yeah, um, it's going to be... I think Melbourne should walk away with this one. It's um, a tough, tough loss last week for Gold Coast. I mean, they were up so good so early last week um, against Brisbane. That first half is some of the best footy I've seen Gold Coast play in a long, long time. But then, as Gold Coast tend to do, they got absolutely belted. I think they only kicked one more goal for the entire game in that second half of football, and that's just dreadful. Um, and if Melbourne do want to be at the top of the ladder, they absolutely need to win this game and um, stay in the hunt. Uh, losing this game would end their um, top top of the ladder chances and because um, I don't think Western Bulldogs will slip up again. So that'd do it. So I think Melbourne for this one, they'll get it done. Jack? Yeah, must win for Melbourne. I think they should get it done. Collingwood play the West Coast Eagles at the MCG at 4.15, a replay of the grand final from 2018. In for Collingwood, Will Hoskin-Elliott, Jeremy Howe, Chris Main and Josh Thomas. Out, Mason Cox, uh, Nathan Murphy, Scott Pendlebury, Caleb Poulter, uh, Anton Tohill. And West Coast have Jake Petrocelli in, Jack Redden, uh, Jaron, Jared Brander out, uh, Mark Hutchins and Liam Ryan. Ryan Ryan. Interesting, interesting. Um, as we've said all year, uh, West Coast away from home uh, has been uh, disappointing to say the least. Uh, so another big game. Uh, Collingwood have lost a few big guns, but uh, uh, look, West Coast... West Coast are prone to away games, and this could be where they might slip up. Um, I agree. Um, West Coast currently sits seventh on the ladder, and if they lose this game, which I think they have the potential to do, that will turn the top eight on its head. I mean, that then puts them really into um, being um, concerned about dropping. They could finish eighth, and they do not want to finish eighth. They don't want to play Brisbane at the Gabba. I think they'd lose that game. So um, I reckon they'll, they'll do their very best here. But um, I don't know. Collingwood, they've been in a slump, but they've, as they've been all year, they've been so inconsistent up and down. Mm. Um, they could get away with this one. Jay? Yeah, I think Collingwood actually might get this one. Good to have Howe back after so long for them. That's a big infinite yeah, that's so true. struggling. Um, so, yeah, I think they can get done here against the Eagles. Based Where are we? CG. Bit of an I, upset. I'm going to say Eagles just. I'm hoping they can maintain that spot because we don't want the next team, uh, Essendon and Sydney, <laughs> to get in. Uh, Essendon, this is a massive game. Essendon and Sydney Huge. in for Essendon. Dylan Clark, Aaron Francis, Kyle Langford out. Matt Guelphy, Braden Ham, Kyle Hooker and David Zakarakis. Sydney Swans in, Harry Cunningham. Callum Mills out, Hayden McLean, Ben Ronke, Ronk, <laughs> so James Rowbottom. Um, look, look, we're not going to say it lightly. Sydney, need to get this done at the Gabba. We don't want Essendon sneaking in. Jack? Um, I, I, it's a very interesting game. Um, I think Sydney should get it done. I, I hope, for the Tigers' sake, Sydney get it done. Um. Essendon, they they annoy me because they're good when they want to be against rubbish teams and they dominate those rubbish teams. But then a team that gives them any sort of hassle, they um they they just collapse. They turn into a bottom four side in the final quarter, and it's just annoying that um um that they get all this praise when all they're really doing is bullying bottom teams and then yes. absolutely capitulating yep. to the top side. So um, if they do get this win against the top side, that's Sydney. Um, it'll, uh, it'll be very interesting. The finals does really re- um, heat up then, doesn't it? Mm. Jack. Uh, Jay. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think he'll be real close. Uh, I I don't think Essendon have enough capacity though. I think City City can pretty much lock away a home final for this game, so yeah, they'll be keen to get this done. In recent years, the this fixture is a. Uh... It's almost become well. I think it goes back to the the eighties and stuff. With the, I think the famous point, this was a Sydney and Essendon uh, prelim final. Yes, it was. Yes, uh, it so was. a big recent rivalry between the Bloods and the Dons. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be a cracker. Sydney for me. Moving on to Sunday, uh, Hawthorne uh, play Brisbane Lions at the University of Tasmania Stadium at two ten. Uh, in for Hawthorne, Damon Greaves, Finn uh, McGuinness, Connor Nash, and Jai Newcomb. Out James Cousins. In for Brisbane, uh, Colin, uh, Connor Ballad, Ballenden, Caden uh, Coleman in, and Jackson Pryor. They haven't announced any outs as of yet. Uh, interesting. Hawthorne pff, just just continually uh, nowhere near it, and I think this would be an easy one for Brisbane. Um. I, th- I think so. I think Hawthorne aren't close enough to um, do anything with this game. I think um, the, um, Brisbane are just going to walk away with it in the end. Even if it is in Tasmania, um, Hawthorne have just been no good recently. And um, Brisbane want this win under their belt, and that could get them back into the top four. Um, and that's exactly what they'll want. They'll want a big percentage um, boost, and they'll want the, the four points. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Brisbane pretty comfortable in this one. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, Brisbane Giants and uh, Port Adelaide, the next game from Metricon Stadium at 3.10pm. Uh, also another massive game. They're leaving them for Sunday. Um, ins and outs, GWS play Jeremy Finlayson in, Toby Green in, James uh, Petling in, a debut, Zach Sproul uh, out, Adam Kennedy in for Port Adelaide, Arazio Fantasia, uh, Fantasia, Jared Lynette and Jed... Uh, McEntee. Uh, oh, interesting. Big one. Finals on the line again for uh, the Giants. Um, I'm trying to remember Port's result from last week. Collingwood. Maybe Collingwood. Yeah, pretty comfortably. Um, so, I oh, big one. Uh, I think Giants have been pretty good recently. Ooh. Um, so, maybe, just maybe, uh, both teams pretty rattled. Uh, we're travelling, but a home game for the Giants. Could this be their chance to stand up? Uh, Port Adelaide been pretty consistent, though. Um, so maybe I'm going to go the upset. I'm going to say Giants. Well, we, um, I disagree. Um, I think Port Adelaide will win this one. Um, they, if they win this game, they basically seal a top four, top four finishes, which is exactly what they want. Um Port Adelaide need top four. They probably need the second chance if they're going to go on and win this thing. Um, and um, I, I, I reckon they'll um, have this game circled on their calendars as a game they must win if they want um, to win the grand final this year. This is a huge game for them. Yeah, I think Port will... This is a Port game to win against the lower side, bottom eight side. Exactly right. Um, exactly right. They should get done. Final game of the round, Fremantle and Richmond... Um, from Optus Stadium, 5.10pm Sunday night. Uh, in for Fremantle, Brett Brulee, uh, Ethan Hughes, Nathan O'Discal, a debut. Josh uh, Treacy, uh, Tobe Watson, Joel Weston out, Nat Fife, uh, Alex Peace, uh, and Michael Walters in for Richmond. Callan Coleman-Jones, Thomas Dow, Ben Miller, a debut, and Dion Prestia, uh, Marlon Pickett out. This is uh, really needs to be Tiger time. This is a must win. It's um it's a must win for both teams really if they want to make the finals. I mean Nat Fife is a huge out. That's probably the big one. I mean he's definitely their best player. So um, loser doesn't play finals. Winner still in with a chance over the next few weeks. Um, I think the Tigers will have this one. I think they need to bounce back. I mean still will die for the um, reigning premiers, and I think um they're gonna do, Joe. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully, we can. Yeah, uh, this trip to Perth helps build a bit of confidence for this team, and they can uh, get this done. Maybe we have to win every game from here to lock in this final spot. So, stay take it week by week. Hopefully, get this done. I think Tigers for me as well. We should get this done. Beautiful, done pretty comfortably. 
that's round 20 of the AFL. And that's pretty much comes to the end of the show. It's been exciting, fully packed uh, Olympic special. Uh, still another week of the Olympics to go uh, and track and field and stuff. So, so excited for that. Uh, a rant from me, though, before we go. Um, no, here we go. I've been ranting on Twitter all week. Channel 7. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> 7 Plus has always, already been a nightmare to try and get my head around. Um, plenty of problems with that, but that's not what I'm going to get to. Uh, it's the cutting of the games halfway through and switching channels. I, th- I think one of the Matildas game, or I think it was the Ollie Roos, the first or second game, switched from three channels the entire time it was on. Absolutely ridiculous. Schedule the game in. I know you try and want to get the biggest audience for the biggest matches. Well, schedule them already. Uh, uh, but a couple of times they even switched it without even announcing. Or take, for example, the basketball Two minutes left, and they cut it off for swimming, or or highlights. That, that oh, that's the other annoying thing too, that they cut it off for highlights. We've already seen for the seventeen thousand time of the day. So sorry, just a little bit of a oh, when there's live events, and uh, they oh one of them too, they cut them off for the chase. I mean, who's watching the chase or bargain <laughs> hunt? For God's sake, come on, we've got an event that happens every four years, and we're watching reruns of bargain hunt. Get stuffed. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> so rant I over. I think a lot of people on Twitter uh, and the rest of Australia have been fed up with that. Um, you know, Olympic live events, there's nothing like it. And that surely doesn't need to be cut off for bargain hunt. But anyway, <laughs> that's for another day. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Any last thoughts from you two over this uh, crazy week? Um, just enjoy the Olympics, everybody. Um, watch out for um, the um, the track and field coming up. That's always awesome to watch. Um, the high jump, great contention this year from the Americans. I think it's going to be a bit of an upset there. So um, good luck with every. Um, good luck with all the events people are competing in, um, and go Australia, Jay. Yeah, I think you've summed it up pretty well. Enjoy the Olympics. Get around the Aussies, around the Matildas, the Boomers, Hockey Roos. Plenty to get around. So, yep. Just hard. love cheering the green and gold. It's it's Absolutely. good to cheer on the home nation. Uh, well, our home nation, not the home nation of the Olympics. Uh, it'll be 11 or 12 years before we get it again. Uh, so we look forward to then. Uh, hope you enjoy all the world of sport. Uh, this weekend and beyond, and we will see you next week. We're going to end this show today on a song from ZZ Top LaGrange as the bearded basis of the blues trio, uh, Dusty Hill, uh, died at the age of 72. This is LaGrange, ZZ Top, on the sports desk on your Friday morning. Thanks for listening. Rumors about to check outside the game. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you wanna go.